0: As you guys take your seat this morning, Shannon Oaks, I want to say good morning. morning. It is a good morning because God's people have gathered together in His presence this morning. Amen. Somebody told me we got some new lights here this week. Uh, Yeah. Let's give a round of applause to, first of all, our Lord for His provision, but also for Abby and Jonathan as they worked hard and, and diligently this week to get everything Uh, installed and ironed out uh, so that there would not be a distraction but there would be one more avenue that the Lord would receive glory as we engage and encounter him and I I, my eyes were closed the whole time down here this morning so that's why I said somebody told me we got some new lights because that's just the the preferred mode of worship that I enter into but I am so grateful that our God uh, deserves all the glory that all of creation can muster up to offer to him amen. And that means that everything under the sun, uh, good, bad, and the ugly, has the in uniquely innate opportunity to bring glory and praise to our Father in heaven, which He is so worthy of. Amen. And so we give him the glory for what he continues to do as he leads us to encounter him in a fresh and unique way here at Shannon Oaks Church. And uh, for those of you who were here last Sunday afternoon at the first of two co-author sessions, I just want to celebrate real quickly uh, what God is already doing in this opportunity. Last Sunday afternoon, we had over 100 adults and 30 to 40-some-odd kids and students Who came and invested their time and their voice uh, into the future uh, ministry and story of Shannon Oaks Church. And and I could not be more grateful uh, to anticipate what God is going to do in that opportunity as the second round of co-author comes around this week on Wednesday afternoon uh, August the 14th from 6 to 8 p.m. If you were not there last week and you feel like that God is calling you to come and, and let your voice be heard, I'm encouraging you to be here so that that can be the case. You can register online through our website at uh, events.shannonoakeschurch.com, or you can find someone out here at the Welcome Center as you leave today. But listen, we want you to know Above and beyond, whether you've been here for 30 minutes or 30 years, your voice and input matters to the future of Shannon Oaks Church, and we believe that God has greater things in store uh, to move us beyond where we've been, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing God weave that story together in a more beautiful way as we move forward. As we kind of engage back into the back-to-school, back-to-routine mentality, I've got an ex- exercise that I'm going to ask you to participate with me this morning. Can we do that? Yeah, all right, good. Thank you, Jonathan. Glad that you're going to be here and participate. So um, I've got a few images on the screen that I want to uh, browse through, and I need your help this morning in identifying the one that does not belong in these images. You ready? You ready? Which one does? One of these is not like the other. Which one will it be? First one. You see it? You guys are a lot quicker than I was. You've had two cups of coffee this morning, I guess. All right, next one. One in the middle. Right there. That's an imposter if you ask me, right? Right there, that orange juice in the middle. All right, you see this one? Yeah. I would love to be that dog right there. That's awesome. All right, next one. Do you see it? Some of you are feeling like that bird this morning, right? All right, and the last one. Look at that. Isn't that precious? You guys are amazing. Give yourselves a round of applause this morning. As we go through that exercise of identifying the one that does not belong, isn't it funny yet also a little bit sad how the world around us has trained us to identify the misfit? Isn't it funny and a little bit sad how we've gotten really good at looking at a group and identifying the thing that we suspect is different than everything else instead of finding the things that are common among all of them. Amen? Many of us, when we looked at those pictures, I suspect we were so successful in that effort because our eye has been trained and our mind has been molded to identify the things that are different and to resist that instead of embrace that. And this morning marks a brand new season here at Shannon Oaks Church. A new beginning, if you will, as we launch a brand new series entitled Belong. And we're going to be piggybacking on a scriptural metaphor that we're going to get to in just a minute as we investigate the opportunity and the destiny for us as the people of God to find meaningful, life-giving, Destiny-fulfilling, kingdom-building presence and relationships as we belong here at the body of Christ. Amen? We have an opportunity by design to join God in his body. Did you know that as we start this journey this morning, did you know that you can come to church all of your life and not belong to the body of Christ? Did you know that you can give your tithe and your offering and not belong to the body of Christ? You can sponsor students or kids to go to summer camp so that they can encounter a meaningful, life-giving relationship with the resurrected Christ and not belong to the body of Christ yourself. You can show up and volunteer at every church event and bring smiles to all of the kids' faces and yet not belong to the body of Christ. You can spend some time praying with and for others and still not yet belong to the body of Christ. I didn't make this up, Shannon Oaks. Jesus talks about it himself in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 and following when he says that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But those people have spent great effort and energy following and trying to obey and adapt the principles and teachings of Jesus Christ in their life. You can be present with the church and not belong to the body of Christ. And I believe that as we take and prepare to take the next steps on our journey that God has in store for this body and expression uh, in his his local environment here in Northeast Texas, I believe that we are amazingly served to reconsider this idea, this concept of belonging to his body, of finding meaningful, destiny-fulfilling, kingdom-bringing connection within this body of Christ. Because we live in a world that blurs and distorts and relativizes truth so that the people of God find themselves paralyzed on this journey and unfamiliar with this idea of what it means to belong to the body of Christ. Would you join me in prayer this morning? Father, As we come together before you this morning. On the brink of a brand new journey. That we believe that you long to do great and amazing things in us and through us. Father we come before you just asking. For a greater capacity to surrender our hearts. Our minds and our spirits before you. And Father that your truth and your spirit would bring about your purposes in our lives so that we can better align with the plan that you've ordained for each one of us and that together we would experience the life that Jesus, our resurrected Lord and Savior, still lives and breathes in us, among us, and through us. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Our foundation for this series, if you have a copy of Scripture, is going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I want to start there this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And as you're finding that passage, I want to give you just a quick glimpse at the backdrop of the foundational Scripture that we're going to be reading from together today. The Apostle Paul, we'll talk a little bit more about who he is in just a minute, is addressing in the church of Corinth... To which this letter is addressed, he is addressing the conversation of diversity. How many diverse people do we have in the body of Shannon Oak Church this morning? I, I got news for you. Not all of y'all look the same way. Not all of y'all smell the same way this morning. Not all of y'all talk or sound the same this morning. How many diverse people do we have in the body of Shannon Oak Church this morning? I should see each and every hand raised in the name of Jesus right now. Amen. We are a diverse people like the people that Paul was addressing in the church of Corinth. And Paul gets to the point in this conversation where I believe he paints one of the most powerful word pictures that the church had ever seen to help them better understand God's plan for the church and their connection to it and their presence in it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want to read a lengthy passage of scripture that will be the backdrop for this whole journey before us this morning beginning in verse 12. It says this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by the one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other, uh, each one, each other. Uh, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you is a part of it. Now, it's an interesting to acknowledge with that foundational passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that the Apostle Paul, as the human author inspired by the Spirit of the living God, records these words acknowledging within his own spirit who he used to be. And for those who may not have grown up in the church or may be unfamiliar, Apostle Paul has not always been in the context of the church and and, and the ministry of Christ. He has not always been referred to or known as the Apostle Paul. In fact, there was a time... The guy who just talked about the body of Christ was the arch enemy of the body of Christ. In fact, seeking to dismember it one piece or component at a time. The apostle Paul was one who was adamantly and uh, intensely opposed to the kingdom of heaven here on earth. and He did everything within his power to oppress and suppress it. But God had other plans for Paul in store. Amen? So if you don't hear anything else, if, if, that, if that is a fresh and new story to you this morning, I want you to know this. Regardless of where you've been, God still has plans for you. Regardless of what you've done or what you've said about God, what you've said about the church, the things that you've actively engaged in against the ministry of the church, God still has A plan for you that brings glory to him and aligns you with the purpose that you have been created for on this earth. Paul chooses a very rich metaphor in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for a great purpose. And this morning and in the mornings over the next few weeks to come, we're going to unpack afresh The purpose for which Paul uses this metaphor, this illustration of the church being the body of Christ. But this morning, I want to start with our foundation first, right? That's a great place to start building a house, right? Start laying a journey is is with the first things first. And the first thing that I want us to come to terms with this morning and agree upon today is something very, very simple. It's something that that we all can walk away in agreement with this morning, and we can be challenged to let our lives align with the reality of this in our world today. You ready? The very first thing I want us to agree upon this morning is that in the body of Christ, we must, as the church, acknowledge it's His body. It is His body. Let me say it one more time for those who might have missed it that far. It is his body. This is so simple yet so critically important as we begin the conversation of agreeing with the purpose for which we've been created. Because when we begin to agree with this truth that is affirmed in Colossians chapter 118 where Paul again says Christ is also the head of the church which is his body. When it's his body Guess what? We begin to experience freedom. We begin to experience the freedom of being a part of something that we're not responsible for. Let me tell you in another way. We begin to experience the freedom of being a part of a movement that we didn't initiate, and it's not going to cease when we're no longer a part of it. We get to experience the freedom of not making the right versus the wrong shots because they're not our shots to make because it's not our body. We get to be a part of the body of Christ in such a way that we don't receive the credit when it does great things. We can't even earn our way into it. We'll talk about that a little bit more along the way. But I want us to understand this morning in the conversation of being the body of Christ how critical it is for us to acknowledge and build upon the truth that it is His body and not ours. Because it lends us to the freedom of control. The freedom of pressure. The freedom of getting everything right along the way. And on top of that, maintaining the qualifications that we must have in order to be a part of his body. That Listen, the reason that we're a part of his body in the first place is because we were disqualified to be part of his body. The disqualification that you bring to the table is the only thing that qualifies you to be part of the body of Christ. But... Jesus, amen? God has put, Paul didn't say in First Corinthians chapter 12 that God put every part in its place according to how good they could operate or how well they had behaved or how much they brought to the table. It says they put each part where he wanted it to go because it's his body. And when it's his body, we get to experience the freedom of joining God on a great and glorious mission and adventure Here on earth, as He brings the kingdom of heaven. Let me tell you something: if if we as the church want to accept the blame for when the body of Christ does not meet uh, the purpose for which it's been created, guess what? We when things go wrong and things go uh, contrary to plan, if we want if we want to accept the blame for that, then that sets us up in the same seat to steal the glory when things go good. And that's not our position to hold as part of the body of Christ. Christ is the head of the church, and we have the blessing of being a part of it. Now, as we talk about the body of Christ, we need to understand, what is Paul referring to? What is Pastor Eric referring to, pointing back to in this conversation? What is the body of Christ? Let's establish a definition that is working and functional for this conversation and the journey ahead. The body of Christ is this. I believe this is the, the definition that is supported and upheld by Scripture. A diverse people whose existence is driven by God's Spirit, whose existence is committed to His purpose, and whose existence is devoted to His agenda. Let me read that again. A diver- the body of Christ is a diverse people whose existence is driven by God's Spirit, committed to His purpose, and aligns or devoted to His agenda. Now, let me tell you something this morning, Oak Church. I want to affirm Paul. As we engage this conversation this morning. And I'm going to ask that you would agree with the spirit through Paul and through me this morning. I want you to say to your neighbor this morning, we are the body of Christ. All right. now some of you didn't say that. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to act like you didn't hear me the first time, okay? I'm going to ask you to say, we are the body of Christ to your neighbor. You ready? We are the body of Christ. Your words have power. It's not just a phrase that will echo in this room, but rather along the, the corridor of eternity as we become the people that God has created us to be here on earth. Now, we, are, we being the body of Christ, it's, under, it's important that we understand why God chose through Paul to communicate this picture of a body. All right? We are the body of Christ. Why a body? Because a body tells us that we are not enough alone. You cannot fulfill the plans of God in this world by yourself. You were not made to be an island in isolation. You were made for community in the image of God who exists in the presence of community himself. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You and I are part of a body to remind this flesh that wants to retreat, that wants to be isolated, that we alone are inadequate. Because the reality is that we can't become who God has created us to be apart from his body. And in the world that we live in today, church, it is an unnerving reality led by the kingdom of darkness to drive people away from connection to the body of Christ. You wonder why the world around us is growing increasingly dark? Could it be that we are finding ourselves as God's people disconnected from the very context we've been made to connect to? And therefore, we are finding the mission and the presence of Christ rendered ineffective here on the earth. We're part of a body because others around us can't become who God's created them to be apart from his body. Your presence in the body, your connection to the body is not just for you. It's for somebody else as well. That's the way God works. And we're part of a body because, Israel, dadgummit, we're just better together. Amen? We're just better together. That's God's design for us in creation. God's greatest plan for his church And for all of creation is to find ourselves in a place of belonging to his body. God's greatest plan is so that we can find ourselves belonging to his body. Now, I want you to understand this morning as we begin this journey. That we're part of a body for our risen Lord and Savior. So that we can be the expression of our risen Lord and Savior here on the earth. And when Jesus walked the earth in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, guess what? His presence, even though he was fully God, he was still fully man. His presence physically was limited by what? His body. Right? There was... The reason that that the, the accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John follow Christ and his disciples is because the ministry of Christ was in the presence of limited physically in Christ and his disciples. But yet he's still fully God and his spirit is omnipresent. But yet the body of Christ was limited to one place, one time. Moms know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? How many of you moms wish that you had God's blessing and favor to clone yourself to be mult- omnipresent and omni- omnipotent, whatever that other omni and omniscient, right? All-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere at the same time. How many of you moms wish that that was a superpower that you possessed in the name of Jesus? Amen. When Christ was murdered on the cross, buried in the tomb, and three days later, exactly as he promised, rose from the dead, he spent some time once again being limited in his physical presence here on the earth, and then he ascended into heaven so that we could be the expression of Christ here on the earth. When he talked about us being able to do greater things than he did in John chapter 14, guess what? He was referring to our connection to the body of Christ when he was no longer physically present here on the world. Paul says in Colossians chapter 118 that he is the head of the church. It is his body. We don't control so many things about the body of Christ, but there is one reality that we must acknowledge and accept today as the church in 2019, Shannon Oaks, Sulphur Springs, Texas. We have the capacity in our flesh to limit the expression of the body of Christ here on earth. We have the capacity in our flesh To limit the expression of the body of Christ here on the earth. And therefore, you and I must acknowledge that in this journey, that belonging and a place of belonging is not just a noun, but by God's design, it has also been created and ordained to be a verb in our lives. You belong to the body of Christ, comma, not exclamation point. There is something that because you belong to the body of Christ that God has in store for you to join him so that the expression of Christ here on the earth is manifest, operating in power, joining God in the mission for expanding the territory of his kingdom here and now. A few months ago, I I found myself against my wishes like every other man in the doctor's office. I got to that point in my stubbornness and in my frailty that demanded that if I was going to experience a soon-to-be reality quality of life, I needed to find myself under the expertise and the analysis of a medical professional. And so as I found myself sitting on the exam table that day, doctor came in and much to my surprise, he said, stick out your tongue. I kind of was surprised when he didn't say, show me your bank statement." And then after he said, stick out your tongue, and he looked inside the kvass of my mouth there, and you guys know that preachers have a lot to deal with in that area, right? So um, that he, he, he then moved on and said, um, I'm going to listen to your heart. Instead of asking, he could have pressed in and said, how's your marriage? And then after he listened to my heart, he said, I want you to take a deep breath he didn't ask how my vacation was. He said, here, I want you to stand on the scales, and I want to, I want to measure you, your, your weight and height. I said, Doc, do you really, he said, on the scale. He didn't ask how things were going at my job. You see, Doc was more concerned about the body that was present in that room than he was the environment that surrounds it on a day-to-day basis. Could it be that we, as the body of Christ, occasionally put too much emphasis on the environment around us instead of the condition of the body that we're a part of? Because here's what I know from personal experience, and this is not coupled with a medical degree, but I I believe with all of my heart that a healthy body changes the environments that it's present in and a part of. Instead of being victim to the things that are around it all the time. How often are we as the church finding ourselves thinking about, well if our environment was different. Now listen, I'm here with the Holy Spirit this morning to call us back to an appropriate focus that we need to turn on ourselves and say, how are we doing as a body? What does it mean to be the body of Christ in this world, right here, today. And if we can be honest this morning, as we bring this service to a close, if we can be honest, part of the challenges, part of the restriction and, and expression that this world around us experiences and this body of Christ experiences because we are quick to take things into our own hands. We want to take Matters into our own hands, and we want to call the shots and we want to kind of control the things around us instead of by faith submitting to the plan and the design that God has for his body. Because it's his body. And so this morning, as we get started on this amazing journey, I want to ask that you would join me this morning, in this place, in just a moment of reflection upon yourself and your personal presence in the body of Christ. So I want to ask that you would bow your heads and close your eyes right there where you are this morning. Bow your heads and close your eyes against any temptation that you may feel within your spirit. I don't want you to think about anybody sitting next to you, someone else in your family. I want you to just... Humbly, in the the realm of faith, position yourself before the Lord this morning. And I want you to ask a genuine question to the Lord this morning. And ask Him, are you connected to the body? Meaning, are you connected to the head? of the body of Christ that is Jesus himself are you connected by faith uh, with grace in a relationship that you know that, that he has his blood covering over every area of your life that he has reconnected you to the source of all you're looking for in life I should ask him are you connected to the head of his body then just let him show you the way. Illuminate truth in your life this morning. And if he's giving you reason to believe that you're not connected to the head that is Jesus Christ, I'm encouraging you this morning to not move beyond this gathering without walking in the confidence that we can have by faith in the presence of our Lord and Savior. To know that, that he has pulled you up from the, the pit of being your own master here on this earth. And he has secured you into the family and has made you, ordained you for a place in his body. In just a minute, we're going to have some people along the front and the back of this room, our ministry team. And if, if that's something that you feel like needs to be addressed in God's presence this morning, I'm going to ask that you would come and to let someone talk with you and pray with you and help bring some clarity in that conversation. And for the others of us in the room this morning, I want to ask you to ask our Father to show you in a very visual way, what the expression of his body is like, because you're a part of it. In other words, I, wanna, I want you to seek from the Lord a clear picture on, on whether your presence in the body is bringing empowerment and expression of the body of Christ. Whether you're joining and aligning with God's purpose of expanding the territory of the kingdom of heaven here and now, this side of eternity. Or could it be that he's showing you that the hands of the body of Christ are in cuffs this morning? Maybe there's a hurdle that, that the body of Christ, because of Your presence is really struggling to overcome because we have the capacity to unleash or restrain the expression of the body of Christ. Ask him to show you a picture of that this morning. God is faithful to do and to offer to his children freely and generously. If there is any semblance of guilt or shame, I want to assure you that that is not from God. And I want to wash that away right now in the presence and the power of his Holy Spirit. So that all that's left in in the wake of guilt and shame is a, a genuine posture of repentance. As we come to our Lord, not in fear, but because of his great love for us, acknowledging that what he has in store is better than anything else. And that we want to pursue it at all cost he is faithful to wrap his loving arms around you this morning affirming you that you are part of his body and that he has greater things in store I'm inviting you to just lovingly confess to him that you're ready to pursue that with your life same invitation is for you my brothers and sisters this morning who are longing to more purely express our connection and position within the body of Christ here and now our ministry team members are going to be here at the front and the back of the room. And if, if there's something that the Lord has uh, highlighted or illuminated to you this morning that is that obstacle that is, is, is giving you trouble and struggle in moving forward, um, you're part of a greater body, a greater family. This is not yours to battle alone. Let someone else experience the blessing of God bringing the victory for his children so that they can fulfill all that he has in the way of plans and purposes in their life. I want to ask that you would stand to your feet this morning. If you have prayer, need prayer for anything else this morning, and something is weighing heavy on you as the Lord is stirring you, I pray that you would respond in confidence, in in, in vulnerability, knowing that, that God loves you more than anything that you can dream or imagine, and that he's put you in the presence of a people who love you like he does. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that in our inadequacy, Father, you have looked down upon us and you have said, I welcome you freely into this body, into this family. But Father, I know that you have made us for so much more. Let the great things that you have in store for each of us Uniquely and individually, God, manifest themselves as as you weave them together into this great expression of your body right here, right now. And so, Father, we thank you for what you're going to do. We pray for confidence to follow you even now. In Jesus' name we pray.